Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There. We are a funny podcast about family. My name is Dustin Nickerson. I'm a stand-up comedian and the host of the aforementioned podcast. And alongside me is Stephen English. Hello. Uh, comedian and the producer of this podcast. Welcome, Backseaters. It is good to hear from you. And by hearing from you, I mean you are just listening to me. Stephen, we're in the minivan and you have way too high of expectations. <laughs> That an overhead light would, I would thought the come light on. would work. Yeah, those lights do not work. We That's are my recording fault. live from our studio, and our studio being old, rusty, a 2009 Dodge Caravan with 200,000 miles on it. <laughs> oh nine. Uh, That's and, a good year and for wine. Every every I've noticed when I turn it on, every um, what's this? Every dash light that can come on comes on. <laughs> The check engine, yeah. the tire pressure. The get a new car light. The oil. <laughs> That's what it should be. It should just be like the LOL emoji. <laughs> yeah, it's just a poop, a poop emoji, poop emoji on top of a car. Yeah. But um, we're here and we're recording. And, uh, you know, I actually, uh, I, I don't want to say I got a new car because what it is is my dad got a new car. Right. And I bought his old car. Okay. But I also kind of drove that car a lot. Okay. He uh, sold it to me for more than Kelly Blue Book. Well, naturally. Because my dad's a hustler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he thinks all his money's going to run out. He's fine. <laughs> um, but I don't I don't think I'm going to get rid of old Rusty anytime soon. As you can see, it does a good job holding well, some bikes. It would take you about an, a year and a half to clean it out. It's, so I guess. Are, there's two bikes and a thing of golf clubs in here. It doesn't. Mm. It's not that bad. There's a, there's a family of raccoons in the back. Well. I try and give back <laughs> to my community. <laughs> what do you expect them just to run homeless? That's true. You We're know, a better I, place to live super than the woke. studio. Super woke. Uh, don't make me come back there. Today we have a fantastic episode. We have my friend, comedian Bone Hampton. Mm-hmm. Bone Hampton is an award-winning comedian. He's been seen on The View, Comics Unleashed. She's been seen on America's Got Talent, uh, Dry Bar Comedy. You can follow him on Twitter at Bone Hampton, B-O-N-E-H-A-M-P-T-O-N. I don't know that I have to spell Bone Hampton, but I did. Uh, and that's <laughs> the same on his Instagram handle. We get into it. We talk a little comedy. We talk a little parenting. We talk life, uh, his life as a single dad. Um, and you know, dynamics of raising your kid with yeah. an ex and getting into it. Uh, this was recorded uh, from the comedy condo, uh, uh, the Zanies Comedy Condo in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, so that is another comedy condo on the list. I think that's our third or fourth Nashville, and yeah. uh, but one of the nicer ones out of Nashville. Yeah, I was out of Nashville. I was out on the Human Bean Tour, mm -hmm. the one at John B. Christ, John Barack Christ. <laughs> That's true. That is his middle name. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was insane. It was a crazy weekend of shows. But I was out there doing the Nashville Comedy Festival. Okay. And we did the Ryman, and I did yeah. a couple shows at Zany's, and it was great. And we stayed in the Carter Cash Room. Does any of this mean anything to you? Yes. Where are you at on your country music knowledge? I know uh, George Strait. Okay. George Jones. Okay. George Clinton. George Funk, Washington. Funk legend. Yeah, George, George Washington. Uh, <laughs> I know all the Georges. I My country music attachment is all childhood based. So I grew up, you know, with my rednecky dad and rednecky family. Even though mm. people, people don't understand, like, 
the Northwest is really a lot like California. Once that you get outside of the cities, right, right. it's the Midwest, it's the South. Right. That's what it looks like. And my dad grew up in like rural coastal Oregon. And so I grew up listening to Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings sure. and like Willie Nelson. Like that's uh, that's all the the we got as late into it as Randy Travis. That was like okay. a new country. Cherokee uh, was, was so Indian Outlaw. In the, yeah. So being in the Ryman was like it was like an ethereal experience. It was super cool and um and being a part of the festival is great. But now we're it's snapped back to reality right now because Oops, We're, there goes gravity. Oops, exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, I love Eminem. You know, That's you a do. given. I know you do. Oh, I love Eminem. Yeah. Uh, but we're outside the La Jolla Comedy Store, which we've recorded here before. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, I'm featuring for Taylor Tomlinson. This is Easter weekend, and uh, it's going all right. Yeah, it's best going. friend of the pod, Taylor Tomlinson. Did, did she, she's number one. She's and number Zoltan's one. Zoltan's number two. Zoltan's best second best. Yeah. I think they are, they're there. They are. And I think even though they might have done the same amount of episodes, but uh, Taylor's more famous, so we gotta yeah, exactly. We gotta call her. I mean, I think John's done the most, right? John's done three, I think. Two and a half. Well, two and a third a because he didn't one. want a shared one That's with the same as actually Dolten. two and a quarter, and Dalton did one and a half, and then but Taylor did just two, two straight, straight up. up. Now tell me. Do you really want to have Taylor on the pod forever? Oh, 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 I do. (laughs) This is what we do when I am tired from two comedy sets tonight and you had too many LaCroix at a Padres game. I've been at a Padres game the entire day, yeah. And the LaCroix, hard, hard, hard. Have I told you uh, the story about the last Padres game that I went to where Mal and I got booed? Yes. We told this on the pod? Yeah. Uh, No, no. Humiliating. No, No, but I heard this in person. Listen, I played baseball. I can catch a ball. Twelve oh, years. Oh, Twelve oh, years. I okay, played baseball. Okay. Okay. I mean, we're all gonna take your word for it because we haven't. We weren't there. Mal but. and I lost it in the sun. <laughs> it was a day game in San Diego. We didn't have gloves to block the thing. We lost sure. it in the sun. Sure. And we go from I got it to we hide. Yeah. We go down. Oh, don't hit me shoulders. And then it lands like two seats away from us. Right. And then there's a beat, like a dramatic beat, and boo <laughs> i'm wearing a mariners jersey yeah come on mariners fans like, right yeah. i mean i understand this but <laughs> i lost it in the side i couldn't see it a little right. sun. it's a pathetic excuse <laughs> i wish i would have had my munchy mug to block out the sun honestly <laughs> yes, yes. The only way I'm going to be able to keep sneaking those in on you is if they don't make sense anymore. Right, yeah. It's good. <laughs> like if I would have brought my Munchie Mug into Petco Park. Get really esoteric. Yeah, but yeah. here's the thing. I didn't plan on doing that one until the last second. You're Guys, very let good. me tell you You're about good. Munchie Mug. You're good. You're good at what you do. Munchie Mug is a wonderful sponsor. It is. Of Don't Make Me Come Back. Also there. our only sponsor. It, well, for now. Um, <laughs> we. Uh, it is the best spill-proof mug on the market. It sure comes enough. in all kinds of different... Uh, colors. It mm-hmm. is made here in the states. It's mm-hmm. easy to wash. It's mm-hmm. gonna make your life messy. It's gonna or less messy, <laughs> way less messy. Way less. Uh, uh, you go to munchymug.com. That is m u n c h i e mug.com. Munchymug.com. You're gonna get free shipping already. Sure enough. And then when you get in there, and there's that opportunity to type in a promo code. Yeah. And you type in "Don't make me." What you gonna get? You're gonna get 25% off your order. What? 25% off your order plus free shipping. Shoot. I mean, they're pretty much free at that point. <laughs> yeah. Buy four and then you get one free. Is that how it works? Yes. I don't, I don't exactly. know how math works. Can okay. I, can I read you? We we got a new review. Uh, today we love when you guys email us we love you when you send us reviews we are so so grateful um 
There, there's, there's one list today. Uh, five stars. Thank you. This is from Mrs. G G G G G G G. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I know her. Yeah. Yeah. The only Dustin I've heard of that isn't creepy, but instead is genuinely funny and relatable. Thank <laughs> you. Are Dustin's creepy? Creepy? Yes. Who? What creepy Dustin do you know? I knew a Dustin when I was a very little kid in Cerritos, California. What was he? Was, was he the pee kid that Sinbad talks about? Yeah. Well, he was a smelly kid. Yeah, he was a smelly kid. He was definitely a rat tail kid. Definitely had a rat tail. Uh, yeah, you know, a few kids had a that. That sounds more like a dusty. Oh, he was definitely he was a dusty. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm sorry. He yeah, was a, that's uh, a different not thing. a dusty. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, he was a dusty. He definitely was a dusty. A Dustin and a dusty are different people. Well, that's true. Like that's a Stephen or a Stevie or a Steve or a, right. They're different things altogether. Stefan. 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 Totally different things altogether. I hate Stefan. Please continue to give us uh, ratings <laughs> and reviews on iTunes or wherever you may listen to podcasts. Also, uh, follow us on all our social media. Yeah. Also, um. Another great thing you do is send us an email at don't make me come back there at oh, yeah. gmail.com. Let us know things you want us to talk about, guest suggestions, questions, comments, concerns, all those kind of things. Uh, also, as we are in the next couple of months, I'm going to be announcing a few um, fall tour headlining dates, no. of which we're very excited about. But in the meantime, if you'd like to come hear me tell jokes of where I'm headlining, if you are in the Sacramento area, come out to Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. That's in downtown Sacramento, Old Sac, May 24th through 26th. Nice. Go to Laughs Unlimited Sacramento. I don't know the name of the website. If you yeah. tap in, type in Laughs Unlimited, you're going to find it. Yeah. Guys, we love you. Thanks for being listeners. Uh, enjoy this episode with Bone Hampton. I'll see you. This is one of those I was actually excited to talk to you because this happens in comedy. I feel like maybe you feel the same way where you you will like hang out with a comic and we've hung out probably five, ten times, something like that. At least, at least. And then when you sit and you think about it and someone goes, so what do you know about Bone's life? And I go, oh, nothing. <laughs> 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 and I think it's because comics are so connected through comedy yeah yeah it, that we have enough to talk about our whole life i mean you sat down here and within 30 seconds we we're talking about a bit boom and i don't and it, but is that what you think it is it's just the comedy connection so strong that sometimes we just don't even ask about the other things you know i think part of it is also because we know what the grind of comedy is. Yeah. And when you see somebody that you, you know, cause comedy is like a, a big fraternity. Yeah. You know, I started at Steve Harvey's comedy club in Dallas. Oh, now, I didn't know that. That's one of the first thing he said. He said, comics is a big fraternity. Mm. And if you in it, you understand it. And when you see your fraternity comedy brother, it's just the connection of like, yeah, you done been in some rooms where you didn't know how you was going to get home. <laughs> you done stayed in some condos that you was like, I shouldn't be here long. And it just is already there because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, you done been through what I've been through. So you just feel a certain amount of freedom to just start talking that yeah. you don't with somebody that's a, a nine to five, a corporate mm -hmm. dude. It's like, I don't think you understand my world yeah. so let me think about what i'm gonna say to you yeah that's gonna connect where i see i'm like oh man it's d nick d nick <laughs> what's up man as you walk into a comedy condo <laughs> as you walk into a comedy yeah condo. i think that that's true as soon as yeah comics tip over like a certain level like when you 
when I meet a comic and and then you kind of realize they're like what Marin calls a lifer. You're like, oh, you're in it. Yes. We may work different circuits or yes. do different type rooms and different acts, but we're the same. We are the same. <laughs> yes. We're different genres. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you do. Oh, you do classic rock? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm hip hop. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> we both going to be down at the Bridgestone. Exactly. So. <laughs> so, yeah, when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about this interview. You agreed to do it yesterday. And I was like, I don't know much about Bone's life. <laughs> And I felt bad for a second, but then I thought, Bone, A, doesn't care, and B, Bone doesn't know much about my life. Don't know nothing about <laughs> Dustin. Don't know. I think he lives in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives in San Diego. And yeah, I yeah. think you live in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I live in Nashville. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, let's start at Where are you from? I'm what? originally from Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you And you started comedy there, Started too. comedy in uh, Fort Worth, Dallas, you know. Okay. So what is home life like for you growing up? What's mom, dad, sister, sibling? Oh, what's, the, you know, what's the Hampton home? You know, Fort Worth is the Bible Belt. So yeah. we was a Bible-based family, church-based. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my mama was the musician of the church. Oh, really? My daddy was the head deacon. My uncle was the preacher. My sister played the... Uh, the keyboard, my brother oh, played the man. drums. I sang in the choir, in the junior choir. We had them little Everybody was robes. on stage. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody singing, you know, uh, all them good old-fashioned, soon and very soon, <laughs> if I had a hammer. <laughs> all of that, man. So we was uh, we we was born and raised in Fort Worth, little old uh, Christian-based Were house. you the, uh, the, like, how many times a week did you go to church? Between choir practice and the services? Oh, and man. Now, I was the oldest, so they didn't really believe in babysitters since I was the oldest. You know, <laughs> you know how the first kid yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. you like, can't nobody watch my baby like me, so my baby gonna always be with me. <laughs> then after my brother and sister came, they're like, y'all can watch each other at as, the house. As I say, you turned into the babysitter. I turned into the babysitter, and so I would probably, you know, on average, at least two to three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's your that's your guys's boys and girls club. That's your rec. That's where you e hang out. E exactly. Yeah. You guys are there all the time. And so you're the oldest, and you have a younger brother, sister. Or... I got a younger brother, younger sister. Okay, so there's three of us. What are they doing? What? Uh, my brother has a photography videography uh, business, oh, cool. and when he's not doing that, he's my road manager, tour manager, oh, there you go. manager, manager, lawyer, publicist. <laughs> <laughs> He is uh, my everything, and my sister's in music. So, oh, so she, you're, everybody's in entertainment. Everybody's in entertainment. Okay, are you close to your siblings? I'm always, uh, you know, I always like, I'm always interested in what adult siblings are like. Do they you so stay close? Yeah. I'm five years older than my sister, and ten years older than my brother. But you, your brother <clears throat> works for you. But my brother works for me. Yeah. So what's cool about this situation? Now, me and my sister, we're not that close because I can't handle it. Like when I was like in high school, she was in junior high. She came and asked me something. She wrote me a, a little note. She was like, hey, I need to talk to you about boys. I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't need to talk to me about no boys. You out your mind. No, no. She was like, wait. No, like for real. I'm like, for real? No, no. And so she quickly learned, oh, okay, so you're not going to be that cool, understanding brother. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And so, I mean, I'm the dude that my mama got three kids, and I still say my mama virgin. So, I'm a certain kind of way when it comes to females that are blood related. Yeah, to like me. I don't want to know anything. So, I like, yeah, we ain't gonna be close. And then, 
Listen, <laughs> listen, sister, you have a mom and a dad. Yes. And friends. Yes. Uh, yes. This ain't my role. They all signed up yeah. to be that. I'm like, nah, I'm nah. <laughs> like the thing that has me terrified now, even as an adult. My mom passed in 2015, so mm-hmm. my dad has to be close to my sister because oh, he has yeah. to be in a business. She's single, and the thing that terrifies me is like, man, when my daddy die, if my sister don't get remarried, <laughs> I'm that dude. I'm, I'm like, I got to be the dude in her life. I'm like, I don't want to be. No, Lord, you know so, that don't work for and so me. So you're calling your dad, make sure he's exercising, oh, eating healthy. Goodness. Dad, oh, I need man. you to live. Like a year ago, he was like on his deathbed. And I was looking at the doctor like, hey, man, you let me know how many transfusions and transplants <laughs> y'all got to do. Does he need a kidney? I'll give him my Man, kidney. I got some friends that will stop some dudes on the street <laughs> and be like, look, you might not be an organ donor, but you are organ donor now. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're setting her up on dates. <laughs> oh, 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 Dustin, it just kills my spirit just to think about having to I need to talk to you, Bone, about this complicated man. No. No. Oh. This is supposed to be a fun podcast, Dustin. Yeah, no, we get into it. We get into oh. it. Oh, my goodness. I'm having fun. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you and your brother are close. Though. So me and my brother are close. I was living out in L.A., and, uh, yeah. and we wasn't close. Like, Well, what's the uh, – so I don't know your timeline. So you grow up, and you start comedy in Dallas, and then you move to L.A. So here we go. I grow up. I go play – College football at the University of North Texas. Oh, I didn't know that. As soon as I graduate. See, I don't know anything about you. You're a college athlete. I didn't know anything. You're a running back? Oh, no. I was the defensive tackle, man. Oh, there you go, man. Uh, that's why I was four string. Uh, well. <laughs> hey, that's much further yeah. than I made it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just there for the scholarship. That's all. That's not bad. I was bad. making sure I didn't get in the game. Anytime the coach tapped me, I'm like, hey, coach, I lost my helmet. <laughs> How do you keep losing your helmet? Because I know what the score is. Yeah. And when we lose them by 50, you start putting people in that yeah. ain't supposed to be in there. And, so. and those guys hit hard. Oh, Dustin. This joker <laughs> hit me. We was playing Texas A&M. This joker hit me so hard one time. I was like, can I cry on a college football field? <laughs> and still maintain my – I was like, you probably need to – Hit your head on the sideline, yeah. So they'll think you're crying because of that. <laughs> Versus number seventy two that just busts you all upside. Yes, oh. some A and M kid. Okay. Yeah, Dustin, you done brought back all horrible memories, man. We're I supposed wanna, to be better. I, I, I want to hear all of them. <sighs> so I was playing football at North Texas, and they filmed uh, the movie Necessary Roughness. Oh with wow! On yeah, campus. of course I know that. Had a little small part in that. Met Sinbad. I love Sinbad so Sinbad much. Sinbad was like, "Hey, dude, you funny? I got this." Uh, I got some specials with uh, a deal with ABC to do sketch comedy. I want you to come on and do this character we have been doing. He said, I got five. I want you on the fourth one. Then he called me after the second one. He's like, hey, man, they canceled it, so don't worry about it. (laughs) Hey, man, but you're funny. Then Jamie Foxx came on campus and had uh, he used to do this character on In Living Color called Wanda, the ugly chick. That's like my ultimate favorite character. Yeah. So I would go it came on Sunday nights. I would go to the rec on Mondays 
and everybody was sitting around like, hey, man, Bone finna do Wanda. Bone do the Wanda recap. So I was doing it. So when Jamie came on campus, he had a contest at his concert, went against 500 bucks. I did it, won. It was a comedy contest or a, a, do the, the character? Wanda, the oh, Wanda do contest. the Wanda, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I did it, won. Man, and it. then after I graduated, I was like, you know what, man? I should probably at least give this a try. And if I give it a try and it works, I keep doing it. So yeah. I went, did uh, open mic at Steve Harvey's Comedy Club. And every time a comic come through a headliner, I would ask him, hey, man, I don't want a lot of time. Just give me one nugget of what you would give me. Mm -hmm. And after the fifth comic said, you need to move to L.A. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, everybody says this. Why? And they said, you are a clean black male that's funny. They don't have those in L.A. Mm. So <laughs> so if you and this is when Def Jam was like huge. Right. And they was like, hey, man, Def Jam has did their thing. But you so different. Yeah. That if you and then packed up my little Chevy S10 1994, okay. it was leaking all in the air conditioner didn't work. And I drove out to L.A. and uh, five minutes turned to 10 minutes, turned to 15 minutes, right. turned to. Movies with Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper and appearances on The View, and that's how we got there. I I love that your comedy story within the first couple of years has little <laughs> minute uh, little uh, prophecies from Sinbad and Jamie Foxx and Steve Harvey. I mean, um, yes. I mean, those are three those. Those three comics you name are more famous than any comic I've ever interacted with. And I live in Southern California and work in L.A. twice a week. And none, not, that's happened. I haven't opened for any of those guys. Oh, man. <laughs> and you got Jamie Foxx telling you funny. I mean. In and, 94, no less. And, and, and the cool thing about Steve Harvey is the first time I went on stage, my first open mic, I was so prepared. And I had a, I had a good set. Mm -hmm. You know, in my mind, I had a great set. But. I'm like, it's open mic. You had a good set. Right. And the next time I went up, I got so arrogant and cocky. Mm -hmm. I bombed so bad they booed me off the <laughs> stage. Where was this at? This is at Steve Harvey's oh, Comedy it is Club. Cool, yeah. <laughs> and because he was hosting Showtime at the Apollo at this right, point. Right, right, right. So his audiences was like, Steve, let us boo. Yeah. So they didn't like what I was saying, and they booed. <laughs> and as I was walking off the stage trying to pretend like this didn't affect me, Steve grabbed my arm, and he said, hey, man, don't worry about them. You going to be all right. Mm. And it, I believe it really changed my whole perspective moving forward because, you know, once you get booed, if your skin ain't tough, yeah. that might be the end of the road. Yeah. But to have Steve stop me, mm -hmm. make sure before I walked off that stage, he put encouraging words. And then Steve went to, he proceeded to curse them out like they stole something. The other comics in the back was like, hey, man, what's your relationship with Steve? Like, why is he cussing them out in the name of you? I was like, I don't know, man. And it was his curse out to the audience was, y'all are so tainted and so dumb, the fact that he was clean and giving y'all clean, clever jokes, y'all couldn't laugh at it because y'all so used to hearing people cuss and mm. talk about this and that, and y'all missing it. And I was like, wow. Hmm. So even at that point when Steve was really cussing, yeah, he still was like, this but I can the appreciate this before the daytime show. This is Family Feud right here. <laughs> this is where this is when the suits were still on, <laughs> down to his cash. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love this that whole I mean genre too. I mean that I mean I grew up obsessed over in Living Color. You know, it was in in, in so Jamie Fox and and Sinbad. I always like to ask when people talk about who the greatest comedian is of all time. That's subjective, but I always think yes. if you needed to pick a room, any if you need to pick a comedian who could crush in any room, no matter yes. the circumstances, yes. clean, dirty, white, black, young, old, family, whatever, it's Sinbad. Yes. And it's not even close. Exactly. If you need someone to crush, exactly. Sinbad's the guy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah man. This, so so you move out to L.A. and then uh, are you, when do when does the family start? Uh, you start when you have kids later or when is that yeah, all? Yeah, much later. Okay. Much later. And I am a big proponent. Like I have a nine-year-old son. Yeah. And so I'm a big proponent of if you can, everybody can't, but if you can have your kids later in life, mm. because I have a level of patience. Now, my uh, son's mother, my ex-wife, she's mm-hmm. younger, and her patience, like when he was two or three, her patience <laughs> was younger. <laughs> and even when my son couldn't talk, he was looking at me like, yeah. Daddy, why is this okay with me and you? But then when mommy come around, I kind of like, like my son had this thing when he would be riding in the car seat in the back. I was talking to Thor Ramsey one day. Yeah. We were on the phone. He was like six, eight months old. And I was talking to Thor, and while I was talking, my son is in the back. I was like, man, what? Are you okay back there? He like, just looked like, yeah. I was like, Thor, hold on, man. Hey, man, you good? Yeah. All right, Thor. Thor, let me call you back, man. I hung up. My son didn't say a word. So I was like, all right, I guess he's fine. I called Thor back. All right, man. I'm the, I'm the I was like, Thor, my son don't want me to be on the phone uh. <laughs> when we riding in the car together. Because yeah. uh, we was, you know, this is when the um, the visitation and custody situation all changed because me and my wife was getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have them all the time. Right. And at that point, my son was letting me know, you don't have me all the time. Yeah, you got to So when talk we to together, it's me and you, not me, you, and whoever you're talking to on yeah, the phone. Yeah, I love that. And so then whenever the three of us was together and me and her started talking, I began, I began, I began, I began. she's like, Seattle, will you just be quiet? I was like, <laughs> he tried to let us know he want to be part of this conversation. You're like, this isn't very subtle, son. This- <laughs> you need to be a little more nuanced. He's looking at me like, are you? <laughs> oh, loud mouth, Texas born daddy. You trying to tell me to be subtle? I'm like, you know what? I can't get mad at you. <laughs> so you get the one kiddo. Got one son, nine year old son. What's his name? His name is Seattle, and he gonna kill me because he does not like me saying his name on air. Oh, okay. We went on. Uh, we did. The, we can uh, just be. You can. We can edit around it and just say we're talking about where I'm from. He like he <laughs> that's where I'm from. So because he like beep out my name. We did um we did the Caleb cruise some years ago. Oh yeah yeah. And he went with me and I said his name and what happened was we would walk and people would be yelling like hi Seattle and he would turn around and he didn't know who they was. Oh that's funny. So he told me he's like Daddy stop saying my name. And I was like why? He's like <laughs> I don't like people knowing my name and I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> well you can just let him know we don't get that many listeners. So he's like, this won't be, this isn't, don't worry. This isn't Joe Rogan. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're going to be okay, Seattle. Don't sweat that too much. So what's he like? What's the boy like? Man, he is definitely 
the mini me. He thinks like me. He has a funny sense of humor. The only thing that we don't really have in common is that he's quite good looking, so I can't really help him out. I was going to say, does he look like you? He looks like me, but for, you know, just a much, much better version (laughs) of me. Uh, And because uh, his mom, um, well, uh, she looks like you. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Because she wears glasses or uh, she wears... Uh, because she wears no pigmentation. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah. She, she hails from Caucasia. <laughs> uh, yes, she does. <laughs> so he's a light-skinned version of me. Oh, okay. And so uh, he goes through some, uh, you know, we taking him uh, through a balance of life. You know, I try to be a good black dad and teach him how to be a good young black boy and mm-hmm. deal with society and life, and this is how you navigate to be the best you can be. And then one time he hit me, he's like, Daddy, you know I'm only half black, so I only got to <laughs> listen to half of what you say. I'm like, come on. Hey, <laughs> that's not how that works. I'm like, hey, this is what you got to do when the police come. Don't say nothing. Keep your mouth closed. Put your hands on. He's like, daddy, I can talk to the police. I was like, you know what? You might can. <laughs> and uh, tell me how that feels. That's a whole, that's a world your daddy don't really know about. Tell me how that happens. You can just have a conversation. You know what? You drive, son. <laughs> you, you know what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So he's uh he he's real cool, man. We have a great uh dialogue. Uh again, this is where I say about being older. I don't I'm not really that concerned about trying to make sure I maintain my respect and you respect me. It's right. like I'm old enough to know how to maintain respect without being uh this big dog matter. You know, I'm mm-hmm. kind of more of a like a Tony Dungy type of coach versus a Bob Knight. Right. You know, Bob Knight got to throw chairs to yeah. show kids. I'm the coach here. I throw this chair through a window. Tony Dungy like, I'm the coach. If you don't like it, guess where you're going to be tomorrow? Right, exactly. <laughs> Working and sacking groceries. <laughs> and ain't nothing wrong with sacking yeah. groceries, but you could have been out here catching balls. There's definitely, it's the, because uh, um, we had our kids young, so it, I didn't, but that's because you weren't in my life to give me this advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, plus, Dustin, you was good looking. See, well, when, you, when you ain't good looking, you got to wait till is, finally everybody man. else that went through all the good looking Dustins. This is the bad, best podcast ever. <laughs> just bring on guests just to compliment me. But you, you, you're choosing one or the other. I feel yeah, like you're yeah. choosing if to have your kids young is to be really physically able. Yes, I've always yes. I can play with the kids, yes. no problem. Well, and even now it's getting harder as I get a little bit older. But like. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I mean, we were 22, 23 ooh, you know, when we had kids. Well, we got married. I was 19. So, um, there was definitely those wow. early years where you just, it's like my brain isn't fully developed yet. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I'm not grown yet. And there were mistakes. I mean, we didn't traumatize the kids or anything, but I do. It, there's an emotional, um, you know, what you have is you just get older is perspective about children in general and yeah. you go, uh, I think when you're younger and when they're and when the kid is young, it's easy to feel like, oh, they're being disobedient right now. That means they're a bad kid, or right. I need to or, I need to fix this yes. right now. Yes. They need to show me respect yes. right now. We need yes. to nip this in the butt. Yes. And when you're older, you're like, no, kids are just kids. Like uh, you gotta, oh. you do have to help them. You have to yes. discipline them, and you have to guide and teach yes. them. But you also you have a big enough perspective that you're not like. Oh, this is the end of the world. I mean, I don't know how you were when you were a kid, but 
as an adult, I'm thinking all I wanted to do was be heard mm-hmm. as a kid. I wasn't trying to talk back to you, mama. I just wanted to be heard. Yeah. So when you tell me I can't do something, can I explain to yeah. you why it makes sense to me? Mm-hmm. And then you can tell me why that's not a good idea, mm-hmm. and then I'll be better. But instead, it was like, no, you can't do that. But mama, I want to pop. Mama, why you hit me in the mouth? Cause you talking back when I tell you to do something. You just and I'm just yeah. like I just want to be heard. Yeah. And so as I'm older, when I tell my son something, he knows how to respectfully mm-hmm. tell me. Yeah. Hey, daddy, this is what I was trying to tell you, and I can hear him and be like, Hey, you know what? I hear what you was trying to do, mm-hmm. but this point, I needed you to do dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. And so, and I learned this. With Sherry's nephews. Sherry got nephews that I've been knowing since they were. Sherry. Sherry Shepard. Shepard, yeah. Since they were eight, nine. And Mm -hmm. she had sisters and the fathers wasn't around. And she said, will you help me with my nephews? They need a man to talk to them. And one of them was just DeAndre. Was just a mess. He was getting in trouble all the time. Mm -hmm. She's like, will you talk to him? And so I hung out with him. And DeAndre wanted to run in a parking lot at a mall in L.A. And I said, DeAndre, you can't run because do you see all these cars? You cannot tell when these cars are coming out and they won't see you and mm-hmm. they can hit you. That's why you can't run. Because mm-hmm. I used to be a school teacher, so I understand about teaching. Mm-hmm. And it was like a month later, we was in the parking lot. He was like, Bone, can I run? And I was like, I was looking, getting ready to say no. He said, ain't no cars around. And I looked, and that parking lot was empty. Yeah. I was like, you know what? You can run. <laughs> and I was like, that's the point. Yeah, he Teach learned, you yeah. why the things you're doing yeah. are not good. Because I want my son to be able to think on his own mm-hmm. when he get in pressure situations right. and not think, well, what would mommy want me to do? What would daddy want me to like, Hey, man, process this. Mm-hmm. They want me to go with them to rob a liquor store. We going to get caught. And I'm going to go to jail. And then somebody going to try to wreck. You know what? I'm not going with them. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to him to be through. in the process. Yeah, yeah, you really, that's the, and your son's getting there, right? He's nine. My my boy's 11. Okay. Of just increasing independence and thought, but also understanding that they are children still. Yes. You know, it's, what you're saying though, that's like the struggle with me and my boy because, you know, I can't get mad that my son likes to talk. Like I talk professionally. This is literally my job. Um, But there's this struggle <laughs> of I want you to feel like you're being heard, but yeah. sometimes you are just talking back and yeah. that's not okay. Yes. Because sometimes I tell you to take out a trash and there's there's nothing to say. There's no words there's, that need to be said. nothing you got. You just, it doesn't, there's, take out the trash. There's no discussion here. But, oh. you know, but uh, can I, no, I told no. you to take out the, but to handle that, it's hard because it feels... <laughs> It feels like, and now we don't hit our kids, but like, the, like it feels like uh, they they just like almost like you know when like your friend would just like in in the in high school or whatever would just come like just slap you on the head or something like that. Yeah, just like a little a little anger. It didn't hurt, but it made me mad. That's what that little talk back said. I was like, yes. I know what you just did there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You, you took a yes. little shot, yes. and now I have to breathe. Yes, so that I don't get in trouble. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I don't get in trouble with your mom because she's like, why are you yelling at him? I was like, you didn't see what he said. You didn't. <laughs> you are walking into a scenario. <laughs> you 
sound like the football player that got the flag. Ref, you, you didn't, didn't see say. what he did. You didn't see. I know I slapped him upside the head. I know I'm not supposed to do that. But you didn't see what, what he happened did. before this. Oh. That's honestly, we could use a ref in the home. Or like, we need a replay. Need a okay. replay. Get back here. What happened right before uh. this? Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing. And I always try to take a moment and process, like, okay, make sure, because you know he's smart. His his conversation is good. Yeah. So, like, hey, man, I need you to understand this. When I tell you to do something, yeah, that is not a discussion. No. If you need to tell me something about it, do it first. Yeah. Then come back. Yeah, ask me the question while you're bagging up the trash. Bag up that trash. At least be moving towards it. Put that trash up and then come back and say, (laughs) Daddy, can I talk to you about something? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So you was asking me, you was telling me to take out the trash. And what I wanted to tell you is that my ankle is broke. And I I couldn't walk down the stairs. You can take out the trash on crutches. I was like, you know what? I appreciate you taking that trash out <laughs> with the broken ankle. How did I not know your and, ankle was broke? I mean, now we can go to the hospital. Yeah. For just your ankle. Because, <laughs> see, had you talked, we'd be going to the hospital yeah. for your ankle and your throat. So, <laughs> see how that works? You're right, though, as a kid, it, that you just want to be heard. You just want to have your side of the story. You know, you just want to, even if it's, even if you, you just, yeah. You just want people to see things from your perspective, you know. But what you realize as an adult is a lot of the time that adult does see it from your perspective. It just, (laughs) your perspective doesn't matter. It just don't matter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, so my son has a stepfather. His mom is remarried. mm -hmm. And so he's a good dude. He's a really good dude. He, He, I mean, he does a lot for my son that he doesn't have to do. I'm from the place of, unless you are my son's mother, our father, you really don't owe him anything. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do, that's all gravy, right? And so he's really good. And so my son, I try to. That's t- great that you think that, by the way, too, because I that would be hard. Oh no, he nine, so yeah. we don't had a whole lot of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we did this interview in two thousand and thirteen, you'd be like, cut, cut, a yeah. bone, you. You okay, man? We can't air any of this. <laughs> None of this. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and uh, okay, just, just let's just talk about that for a minute. One of the things he did that that I really admire him about, he let me work it out because mm. initially, oh, I was horrible mm. to him. I mean, straight horrible and dared him, dared him to buck up to me like, Please try to tell me that my horribleness is unacceptable. Give me a reason to choke you out. Please give me a reason to choke you out. And he was just like, I'm cool. I'm going to sit over here. Yeah. I, I'm like, at some point, I'm going to ask him, like, who was counseling you? Because I think I need them dudes. Yeah, you got a good past. They were good yeah. to let you, to, to hey, man, just chill out. Let mm. this man have this time of not being with his son as much as he wants to and that you represent somebody that is. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I mean, that's really what it was. And I told his mom, I was like, look, it's another dude spending more time with my son than me. I don't know how you think I'm going to be good with that. Mm. She's like, well, he's a good man. I don't 
care. I'm a good man. I'm a good man. <laughs> I'm his dad. <laughs> Woo, Dustin, you speaking my word. And so, and that was the best thing he did was like not try to fight me on that. Yeah. Just like, man, I'm going to let you have this. And hopefully you a man of God, I'm a man of God, mm-hmm. and that God going to work it out. Yeah. And he did. And now, so my son will try to tell me something that he did. He'll be like, you know, and Andy did this. I'll say, what did you do? He's looking at me like, where you start taking his side? <laughs> like, I know he legit, so tell me what you did yeah. first. And he's like, I didn't do nothing. Yes, you did. How did you get from A to B? Because you telling me the E and F part about it. <laughs> so how did A go to B? And it was like like one night he was mad. Andy wouldn't let him go uh, say goodnight to his mom. He's like, Andy wouldn't let me say goodnight. I was like, what do you mean he wouldn't let you say goodnight? Right. Because I was trying to say goodnight. Where were you? Well, yeah. I was in the bed. Why didn't you say goodnight before you exactly. went to bed? Yep. Because I didn't think about it. So Andy told you to go to bed. Yes, it was your bedtime. Yes, and then you got up and tried to leave the room. Yes, so you was being disobedient because <laughs> I wanted to tell mommy goodnight. No, no, you were trying to get out of bed. You was trying to get out of bed. Yeah. Bro. You forget, you still stay with me. If it ain't saying goodnight yeah. to mommy, it's can I get a peanut butter and jelly <laughs> Like, I know your mom. I got to go to the bathroom again. Why didn't you go to the bathroom when you were brushing your teeth? You were in the bathroom. You were in the bathroom. That is... That really encourages me, though, because it just makes me feel good that uh, on the inside that, you know, because that kid's best chance, Seattle's best chance yes. is the three of you being a team. Yes. And him seeing this as a unified front. Yes. And it sounds like it took time to get there. It, I mean, it, but it takes a while to build a team. Man, I mean, it's like you got to work through yeah. what you just feeling like this is unjust. Yeah, this is unjust. I I've done what I was supposed to do. Are you telling me I'm gonna see my son out of thirty days, three nights, and four days? Oof. No, no. Yeah. And God is like, you gonna figure out how to be the best dad you can be mm. on those three nights and four days. And He's like, and I will supply the surplus that you need. I would give you the men in your life. I would give you the single moms in your life. So mm-hmm. when it's really hard, you can talk to them right. <laughs> with your emotions before you talk to your son's mama. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, hey, hey, hello. Hello, single mama. I need to know why she block. Okay, can you calm down first? But nah, I ain't gonna calm down. She took a picture with her and that man with my son trying to act like they a family. Everybody can tell he ain't black. So that means that ain't his son. So, boom. Calm down. Yeah. And by the time you're gonna I get less it, than three days and four boy, nights. It's if about you get... to be three days a year. <laughs> See my son and be like, who is this? Yeah. That's your son. That's yeah. what he looked like yeah. a year later. And he's going to be called dad soon if you don't cool oh, that. Oh, man. Call me Bone. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Bone? I'm like, whoa, no, whoa, No, we're whoa, done. Whoa. We're out of here. Does <laughs> <laughs> he live here in Nashville, too, then? Are you guys So on? they live in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Oh, wow. So check this out, Dustin. I live in Nashville. Well, let me give it all to you yeah, real quick do. and fast. So I was living in L.A. She was living in Atlanta. She came, uh, moved to L.A. We got married, started a family. And so, didn't work out. She moved. How long were you guys married? We was married about two years. Oh, it was quick. Yeah. And she moved back to Atlanta. And I moved from L.A. to Atlanta to be the father that I needed to be. And so, three years ago, 
they moved to Wichita. Her husband got a new job at a church up in Wichita. Okay. And so I'm like, I have moved from LA to, to Atlanta. Atlanta, Nashville to be in a car drive for my son, and now y'all finna move to Wichita, Kansas? That was the whole point of me not moving from Cal, uh, moving from LA so I wouldn't be a plane ride. Right. And now I'm back to a plane ride. Oh, man. But, you know, God is like, and do I need <laughs> to talk to you about Job? I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know if you ever looked at God and said, will you stop playing the Job card, God? <laughs> it could get worse, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he done played the Job card a couple of times. I mean, I'm like, so uh, do you fly him out or you go to him? or Depending on how long the break is. Like spring break, summer, I'll go get him and bring him back. Okay. But. Uh, if it's just so like, do you do longer stays sometimes than the three day four night? Then? So Wichita got this weird thing where at least once a month they got a day off. So I have a three day weekend or a four day weekend once a month. Where you fly to him and just hang out out in Wichita. So I go to Wichita. How many times you been to that Wichita Zoo or whatever they got there? What do they even got in Wichita? There's not. I've been to Wichita. It's not a lot to do. We went you doing to guest the, sets at the Looney Bin. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I did guess. Get spotted the loony bin. I'm like, you know, I see why y'all call it the loony bin. Like, I, I can't, I can't. Yeah. So I'll fly to Wichita, and if it's a long enough weekend, then me and him will drive down to Texas where my family is. Oh, I see. And that's like a five, six-hour, one-way drive. Yeah, that's not too bad. And so since there's really nothing in Wichita, he would rather be in the car 12 hours round trip to go to Texas for a day and mm. see our family that just stay the whole time. I'm like, man, do you want to do this drive? Yeah. He's like, I want to go to Texas. Great. I'm just like, wants to leave right, Wichita. Man, let's, let's go. I'd be glad when you old enough to help <laughs> me with this drive, though. <laughs> Does he uh, have any stepbrothers, stepsisters? He any? got he got two half-brothers. Oh, okay. Two little half-brothers, and they the coolest dudes in the world. Yeah. He, uh, You they know, are. this is what I had to learn about our situation my son would FaceTime me while playing with his little brother. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, hey, man, I see you want to play with your little brother. Go ahead, play with him. Like, yeah. I'm good. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And he was like, no, daddy, I want to play with him while talking to you. Mm. And I was like, you know what? You're doing everything you can to create what is your family. Yes. And for me, I'm like, you my son, that's it. Yeah, well, I extract you out of this situation. Yeah. It's me and you. Who's this kid? I don't care and, about this kid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm like, mm -hmm. and he was like, but they are mm. my brothers, and this is my mom, and you, you my, are dad. my dad. So I'm trying to create my world, and mm. I was like, okay, you 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 got to step up to another level as well. And mm. so with his brothers, it was easy because I always try to see life through my son's eyes. Mm -hmm. Like that's the biggest thing that I would give as a parenting advice for anybody that got kids younger than me, younger than my kids, mm -hmm. is if you can see life through your child's eyes, it makes things a whole lot different. Mm -hmm. Like when my kid, when my son was like two or three, he was in the walker thing, mm -hmm. and me, uh, my brother, who's bigger than me, like physically bigger than me, he had a bunch of, he had about four or five of his buddies over for a party. Mm -hmm. And my son was in the walker and everybody was in the room and he just started crying. Hmm. And my dad, old school, we don't cry in this house. The boys don't cry. And I was like, daddy, ease up. He crying because you got to see what he see. He see a bunch of kneecaps and a bunch of shins <laughs> of 6'2", 6'3", 250, 60 pound men. Mm. 
he see he think he in a jungle right now. He is in a forest <laughs> looking at trees, and he's like, I need help. So that's the only thing he know to do. If I cry, my daddy will come. And my dad was like, I I wouldn't have never thought of that. I'm mm. like, you got to see life through his eyes. Yeah. So when I picked him up, it wasn't so much about me picking him up. It was about now see faces. Now I right. can talk to people. Right. So with him and his brothers, I'm like, you got to see life through his eyes. Those are his brothers. Mm. And he wants you to love his brothers like he loves his brothers. Mm. And so when I see him, it's not a like, well, you know, you somebody else's kid and blah, blah. It's like, you're my son's brothers. And so therefore, there's a certain position that y'all will hold with me because you're my son's brothers. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's just, it's so much to have to, and again, I put this at being older. Because mm-hmm. if I was 26, I don't know. I'm like, I barely can see life through my own eyes. Right, I ain't right, got right. time to be looking through yours. I'm crying at parties too. Uh, at exactly, <laughs> exactly. I so. think that that's there's really a lot of wisdom in that, and that you know, like I think about it in like uh, my so my son is 11, and my daughter, my second or my middle child, Gloria, she's nine. Okay, so she's your boy's age, and and I think about it like in regards to their friends. You know, they're that age now where their friends are the only thing that matters. Oh, yeah. There's just nothing. And yes. we remember that. Yes. We remember our childhood. That, And so some, you know, it's it's that empathetic understanding of your child is, can go in, in the same way that your, your son's like, no, dad, these are my brothers. Yeah. And with my kids, like... I'm just like, oh, I don't, your friends, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't care about your friends. I, I, I don't dislike your friends. No. Some of them yeah. I dislike. Yeah. Uh, but that's their whole world. Yeah. Those are the most important social relationships to them. Yeah. And so I have to remember that. I have to see that through their eyes. So when Gloria, so her, you know, she's a fourth grade girl and the cattiness and the gossip has started already. And I was like, is this, <laughs> she's not, we've got, we haven't even gotten to middle school yet. And this is just going to get way worse. You know, she did that and she did that. And then, and then there's the, the power. They, they, it's like they have like ESPN power rankings. Who's on top every day at the playground. And it, and I was like, this is going to be this way. But I, I have to not diminish this and understand, you know, that this is their world. And yeah. yet when my son asks if a friend can go on vacation with us, it's not him trying to insult the family. Yeah. It's him just saying these are these are my best friends. Yeah. These are and, and and this is the age, and I I, I need to be better about not just <laughs> diluting that and being like I don't care about your friends, you know, <laughs> which is what I feel a lot of the time. Exactly, because we know. I mean, as adults, we know we know who our real friends are. Yeah. We know who we good with. I have no desire to make new friends. I know who I'm close with. Exactly. Exactly. I got. I'm close with most of my comic friends well, on on a comic level, yeah, and then I yeah. have maybe three to four important relationships that aren't comics. Yes, and that's it. Yes, and I'm and that number is only going to go down when they die. Yes, I, the, the number won't get bigger. It'll never be. <laughs> there's no new friends coming in. No, I'm 34. No. There you go. There's no new friends coming. It's like your wife is your parent as you are to your kids, and saying, you know what. You got some friends, they don't, they can't come to our house. Yeah. <laughs> and as you get older, yeah. you like, you know what? My wife probably yeah. knows 
uh, better than the 23-year-old me who I thought was good friends. Yeah. And my wife was like, that ain't really your friend. Yeah. Like, we went to high school together. Yeah. Come we on. grew up. And so yeah. we we look at his mom will tell me, she's like, he got some friends. He got one in particular I really don't like. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And we'll, we'll do a great tag team because yeah. since I don't know him, like, hey, man, tell me about your friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he'll start talking. I'll say, like, tell me what they like, what they don't like. Tell me why you like being around them. Yes. Tell me. And it's just interesting to hear because I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know them, yeah. so I'm really just taking information. Mm-hmm. And if you say something with a red flag, I hit up your mom and be like, hey, he just told me that uh, Ben be doing yeah. blah, blah, blah. Helping your friends, not just pick friends, but helping your kids evaluate what is a good friend yes. is like the best thing you can do. Because we do that, with particularly with Gloria and some with Joel too, our oldest, where we'll say like, if she did this and she did this and we just go, that's not a friend. Yes. Well, that's not. Uh, you don't spend time with that person. If they're going to hurt you or make fun of you, not like well, we all tease each other, yes. you know, like well, I'm going to make fun of your shoes or whatever. We all tease each other. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the person who gossips behind you, yeah. spreads rumors, is mean to you, yeah. they're teasing is, and, and, and helping them, not saying you can and can't be friends with this person because if you say they can't be friends oh. with them, that's their new best friend. Yes. But yes. To <laughs> almost like to build them a grid of saying yes. this is what a good friend is. Yes. They make you feel good about yourself when you're with them. Yes. You know, they build up your self-esteem. You laugh. Yes. You have a good time. You have a good time without bringing other people down. You don't get in trouble with them. This is a good friend. Yes, yes, yes. I always try to tell Seattle, hey, man, uh, don't be friends with people that take joy out of your pain. Mm. If they enjoy your shortcomings, that ain't how you really want to get down with them. Mm Because at some point, they're going to really want you to mess up so they can be happy. Yeah. And you just kind of look at me like. I'm like, was that a little bit too high school lingo? Yeah. (laughs) Bring that. And uh, it's good because one day we were playing Monopoly with some friends, and he was learning Monopoly. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't realize that once he pay out somebody that had a bunch of houses and hotels, Mm -hmm. that if he landed on that again, he had to pay the same amount. Right. And he had paid it all out. I had to loan him some money to pay it, and then he landed on it again, and it was like, you got to pay the same amount. And the look on his face was like, you got to be kidding me. We all started laughing. Mm -hmm. And I was in trouble for two weeks because he was like, hey, man, you laughed at my pain. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, no, it was the way you look. He's like, no, don't try to justify it. I was like, you are me talking to me right now. (laughs) And that's not good for a kid. That's just good for anyone to hear. Like, don't, I mean, you can make that same thing, uh, that th- same thought, uh, that same stream of thought is why you don't read the comments. Because yeah. these are people yeah. who just want to bring you down and tell you, and you're like, listen, I, I got my own, my own brain <laughs> to be negative about myself. I got my own inner self. Uh, to be down on me. I mean, I'm I don't like, need my dad to do it. I don't need a friend to do it. I don't need a I wife. Mean, to, I don't need some anonymous person behind some. Do not need that <laughs> avatar egg to tell me you need to go back to substitute teaching. <laughs> Dang, man. Where did that come from? <laughs> Well, that's it, man. We hit time. Thank you so much okay, for doing man. this. Dustin, thank you, man. Thank You're the man, you, man. Bo. I appreciate you. I appreciate you.
Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheir at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.